coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, maybe restoring my faith in mankind a little bit. Uh, I was reading where Michael Jordan was taking the proceeds from um, his documentary on uh, on Netflix. The Last Dance? The Last Dance, yeah. Yeah, detonating $2 million to a food bank. Good. And, uh, you know, that's enormous. $2 million, I think we get... uh, I think we're insensitive to what $2 million is, right? And uh, we, we say for Michael Jordan, you know, that's, you know, drop in the bucket or whatever, but you know, $2 million. But it's still $2 million to a cause that's really needed right now. No doubt. I mean, do you know how far $2 million would go in a food bank? I'd like to find out. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll yeah. dig into that a little bit. But you know what? I love, love starting these uh, podcasts with some good news. So good news. Our man Mike donated $2 million, another reason I like him just a little bit more than LeBron James, but uh, I won't go any deeper than that. <laughs> of course, Mike was waiting for me to say that. Yeah. Well, let's... LeBron, LeBron has uh, donated his fair share too, but... He's a good basketball player, just nowhere near as good as Mike. That's all I got. Uh, so today's uh, podcast, uh, How to Mitigate Business Impacts of a COVID Winter. A lot of times we talk about winter and winter seasonal depression with a lot of the Midwest states don't get a lot of sun and people deal with a lot of, you know, just being down. And now we have COVID on top of that. And so businesses are like, okay, my employees may seem down. Um, I got this COVID thing, you know, several months ago, Mike, yeah, I know somebody that got COVID. I heard somebody got COVID. Well, today it's like my sister has COVID. My son has COVID. (laughs) My, me and my wife got COVID. It's uh, everybody, it's getting closer and closer and closer to families. And it's almost, it's almost odd if somebody hasn't gotten it or hasn't gotten close to it, right? So it's, it's definitely something that needs talked about. Well, you know, I think in the workplace, uh, at homes, you know, like you said, just across the nation, we, we have, across the world, we have COVID fatigue. I mean, we've been in knee-deep in this thing for... Going on a year. Uh, going on a year. And so the COVID uh, fatigue around um, wearing masks and, and and having COVID get closer and closer to you, being like you, you know, used to be something you read on the news. Now it's like someone you know. Yep. Um, you and I have had several scares from uh, people that we come in contact with and then their contract tracing and they're letting us know that I got it over Christmas, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and then all my family, they skipped right over it and I got actually pretty sick for a few weeks there. So yeah, it's, it's a real deal. And, uh, people, you know, just all say to everybody who listens to this podcast, don't downplay, 
Um, once you start feeling good after COVID, don't run out there and just go back to normal life. It takes time to get your immune system up. It takes time for your lungs and your heart to get where it should be. So give yourself some time and rest. Don't try to catch up from the two weeks of being down. But so with, if you're a small business owner and uh, you know you're you, you're starting to sense that your your staff is experiencing some COVID uh, fatigue, you know, because of this, and and now it's winter, and uh, so all the normal things are still out there, the flu, common cold, and you know, people get freaked out when you're sitting next to them and, and you cough. Yeah, you can't cough or sneeze anymore. Yeah, yeah people think you got the bubonic plague or something. <laughs> it's something special, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, you know, what do you do as a business owner? You know, I, I think uh, we break this down to about seven or eight steps, Mike. Um, but the first thing, as a business owner, you need to start planning for staff absences. I mean, if someone's going to get sick, you don't want them in your building. You want to make sure that you give them time to be separated from the from your their coworkers to where not everybody in the plant gets it. Because we've heard of businesses that one person got it, brought it to work, and everybody got it, and they literally had to shut down for a week or so. Sure. And that, that's that could be catastrophic. So first thing you do is plan for absences. You know, you put some health and safety things up front to understand and catch it as early as you can. But you gotta you gotta plan for somebody being gone. So you gotta have some kind of secession set up, right? Yeah, with the next man up type. Deal. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. But you know, it, you can almost bet on you know this COVID winter impacting your business by say twenty percent. You know, let's say it's, you're gonna, your run rate's gonna, your revenue run rate is gonna be off by twenty percent, and uh, so your opex might reduce too because your people aren't coming to work. You have to pay for them. But but let's say twenty percent. What would you do? What's a what's an opportunity to pick up that twenty percent? Where, where where else could you find it? You know, some people have uh, a larger building and they're only using a portion of it. Consider leasing out some of your open space. Um, some people are running uh, equipment in their business and so they have seven pieces of equipment and two are just sitting there. Think outside the box. Is there a different kind of product that you can make? Can you boost your sales team and say, hey, go find this kind of business. Um, boost your sales efforts around. I usually make part A, but man, these, these machines are just sitting here under underutilized. Let's do this. Maybe go to 410s or go to 32 hours with your with your team if you have to cut back a little bit we can talk a little bit about that later but what can you do to generate new sources of revenue you know that's uh, i think that's something really critical i think those are a couple things what do you think i think i think that you know that's certainly one way to to try to close that 20 percent gap you know you know revenue run rate um i also think uh, you, you can either increase revenue or try to pick up that revenue differential or you can decrease cost as a result and I think one way to do that is uh, your people your your labor is one of your uh, largest uh, cost items on your P&L and um, so I think to some extent your people may or may not be on board with this whole COVID thing so they just feel like you know this too shall pass and uh, Hmm. It, you know, it's not. It's not going to pass until we get herd immunity through vaccinations, and that might and, be. A, and by then, the the virus is going to morph into it's, it's good. It's going to do what the flu does. Sure, sure. So and so the idea then 
is uh, you really have to educate your workforce. Um, you know, you, you've got to change this, this lackadaisical approach to safety, uh, COVID safety or, or, or protocols. It's, it's, it's really dealing with the fatigue around all the protocols that people are making well known, but taking them for granted and the fatigue of, yeah, I've heard this, I'm tired of it. And, no, it's really important and this is why. But you got you really got to double down on it. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think you don't have to just tell the negative story. I mean, you can tell the positive story. Right. Um, but, you know, just educating your workforce so that uh, that uh, they understand that this COVID thing is it's, 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 it's real. It's here. It's going to be here for a little bit, too. And, and on top of that, you really got to stay on top of the regulatory changes. I mean... You got different, uh, you know, if somebody gets COVID, um, what do you have to pay them? You know, there there's there are things that you have to do. And there, there's also CDC. Seems like every couple of weeks they come up with some new guidance on how to protect, sure. you know, how to protect the organization, how to protect yourself. So you really need to stay up on top of that. So that's it, something to take that serious. And, and another thing I'll, I'll bring up now is with it being winter, and with COVID kind of being at the peak, you know, they're saying it's at the peak kind of start, it's going to start going down now. Um, you really need to spend some time encouraging, motivating your staff. I mean, it, you need to be, you need to be the smiling face. You need to be the pat on the shoulder. You need to be that, that leader to lead someone through some a dark time in their life to where you're encouraging, you're motivating them. Make, make work a bright place to go. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, and I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm partial to doing that around food. Uh, we had uh, Justin from Focused on Machining, and a shout out to Justin. We were down at, uh, at his place. Uh, Justin is blowing up, and he's growing, and Dave was helping him um, figure out how to get a, another, 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 shift. another shift going. And, uh, and so Justin treated us to some barbecue. Oh, my and uh the brisket was unbelievable well basically he's he's made us to where we're we're good friends and if he ever needs anything we'll be in a hurry to get down or down yeah yeah just just in case you don't know mike and i can be bribed with good barbecue yeah, anytime without a doubt <laughs> but you know it, it creates an environment when you when you're breaking bread together it does um, where people are just sharing um extemporaneously what's going on in their lives you mm-hmm. know and how was the weekend? What's coming up? And, and 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 you know, so people just aren't as lonely, right? When, when they went together, so that's pizza. That's whatever. it's it's good. But let's talk a little bit about remote work because you really should be supporting people that can doing remote work. So, you know, if you have if you have a position in your business that can do work remotely, I mean, that might be an email. It might be a, a really a handwritten thank you card goes somewhere. You know, if you sure, send somebody. Sure. Take the time to call them. Take the time to send a nice note and personalize it to where they know you appreciate them, encourage them, and, and try to put a smile on your face. That says something as well. You know, there's a service out there, and I can't remember the name of it, but there's a service out there. It's a, basically a lunch service. And so, you know, um, where pre-COVID, me and you would sit and meet and have lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, now in the midst of COVID and potential clients and maybe even employees aren't comfortable with that. So you go to this service and they send the lunch to the, uh, you know, to the person and, and they bring you lunch. 
and then you guys kind of have a lunch meeting, but it's using Zoom or, or Teams, so yeah. it's virtual. Yeah, I have a, I have a good friend, and, and what he does is he says, hey, it's Saturday. You mind, uh, you want to hop on a, a Zoom or a Teams meeting at night and grab a bourbon? Totally. And uh, it's not hard to talk me into bourbon, so it's sure let's sit down and it's 30 minutes of just chit chat maybe it's an hour he brings us you grab his kids and his kids are a riot and he brings them and gets them on the camera and my wife and my oldest will pop on sometimes and just say hi and it's it's it is possible and, and you can at least see people and see their body language it's the new normal dave i mean we may not we may not ever go back to where we were before i mean i gotta tell you you know doing uh Zoom with my um, relatives instead of having them in my house. That was that was earth earth shattering. I mean, so I, it's a new normal. In some people, they they miss their mother in law and they they want their mother in law at their house. Of course, like me. Um, but some people are, are like, you know what? If uh, if I could just see my mother in law thirty minutes a year on Zoom, it would make. <laughs> but I, that's just a joke to all the mother in laws that just got offended. I don't mean that. Um, don't send hate mail. Um, hey, moving to the next one. Let's talk about cost savings. You know, um, oh, no, no. Let me back up. Let's let's talk the supporting remote work. If you're going to have people do remote work, just make sure. That you under the expectations are really clear. To make sure um, at the end of the day, the people doing the remote work, they feel accomplished. They feel like they got something done because they have clear and unambiguous expectations. Right? Communicate what you expect because a lot of people flounder at home because they're not really sure how they're going to do what they used to do in the office because they used to go over to so and so's desk and grab this and process it. Now it's all different. Try to make it feel as homey as possible. Um, but do, do what you can to try to measure what's being done so you feel like, yep, they're doing a good job and I know what they're doing and they feel the same way. That's important. Yeah, um, that makes them feel like they're still part of the team. It, it certainly, you know, I mean, Dave, you raise a really good point. Because you're willing to have a remote workforce requires a lot more work on your part. That's I mean, right. You've got to reach out to them yep. you know, multiple times a day. Um, so when you talk about cost savings, uh, it did occur to me that you know a lot of the companies that we come in contact with have five or six trucks out, you know, mm-hmm. and they're carrying insurance on them. And yep. I mean, you know, it's like, hey man, what's the story with the trucks? Oh, that one doesn't work, or this one, you know, get rid of those things. I mean, in auction you might only get two thousand, a thousand. I mean, who knows? But. Uh, it's better than costing you insurance and storage, and it's just deteriorating, especially if you're not using it. And the same thing with underutilized equipment. If sure. you can't put that equipment to work and it's something you never use, sell it. Yeah, yeah. get some get some space. And if you have a and let's go talk about space. If you have ten thousand square foot in the back of your building, lease it. Sure, if if sure. you don't see anything growing at this time, do a month to month lease. Yeah, I mean, you, it's not it doesn't have to be a permanent thing. I mean. There are people who are looking for six months worth of time, so I think it's a I think it's a good thing. And then I think the last thing, as it relates to you know dealing with the COVID, uh, you have people who are out of the workforce because they're sick, and so they're not going to be working from home. They're sick trying to recover. So it's the next man up type thing, and and in order to have the next man up, you need to engage in cross training oh, in man. anticipation of because. When it goes down, that's not the time to cross train. It's too uh, late. Just to talk about cross train for a second, you 
there's never a time you don't need to cross train. Whether business is good, whether it's bad, whether you have COVID, whether you don't, you gotta cross train people. People wanna learn more. And it's nice to have the upward upward mobility of your staff as well. But you have to have people that are able to flex from one job to another or maybe take on two roles yeah. as efficiency as your efficiency initiatives or your lean initiatives take off you can have people do more and the more they do for your business the more they're invested in the company and in the team so dive into that but all those things said um, how to mitigate your business how to mitigate business impacts of a COVID winter there, there's our stab at it um, we're going to ask that just think think through this, see what you can do to to make life better for you and, and your teammates and see how we can get through this. Because one thing we know, this too shall pass. We may have another wave of something, but uh, we've learned how to deal with this, mitigate it. But there's, there's two ways to go about life. You can hang your head and say, oh, poor me. Or you can head up, shoulders back, chest out and say, you know, we're going to get through this and encourage one another to where we know we can drive toward winning another day. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.